0: Want more control over your life? You need more control over your money. Hi, I'm Jean Chatsky, and that's why I started the Her Money podcast. From understanding your money personality to taking steps to earn more, spend wisely, invest for tomorrow, and protect it all, I can help you get there. So join me, subscribe to Her Money with Jean Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing letting go and resisting temptation for recovering people pleasers. I remember my first counseling supervisor. He was a PhD student old enough to be my grandfather. He went by the name Gus and he looked like Santa Claus. Full on white beard and hair, round and jolly with a cane. Gus was the first person to talk to me about inner child work and the first person to explain letting go to me. Gus would come visit me in my windowless office at my first job, While I was completing school, I wish I remembered what I was trying to let go of or what I was needing to let go of. I don't remember. To let go is to stop doing, it's to cease, it's to just be. And to do that, there's almost a trust process in the universe. Because if I stop trying to overfunction, if I stop trying to overthink, if I stop fretting, then I'm letting go and letting God or letting the universe, as the saying goes. To let go is to allow what is versus fight what is. To let go is to allow what is needed and probably what a broken heart Knows is needed versus fight what your heart knows is needed. Part of my birth story is that I came close to dying. The adults were prepped for me to die, and I didn't, obviously. But literally, since the moment I was born, I have been fighting for breath, fighting to get to stable, fighting dysfunction, fighting to keep going, to stabilize. Most of my life surviving, not thriving, and fighting, fighting depression, fighting life, fighting court systems, saved me. So to just let go was psychologically terrifying. I had to realize this before I could really learn to let go. Letting go of the fight was very scary. It was similar to laying down and dying and giving up for my psychology. So of course my system didn't want to let go. No matter how much I read, no matter how wise I could read that it was to let go, my system was like, oh hell no, that has been survival. You will not let go. And what have we been taught as a society about giving up? Highly sensitive people, more often than not, we lean towards some perfectionism. We lean towards some workaholism. We tend to have a lot of strong work ethic and perfectionism. That doesn't lend itself to being like, okay, cool, let me just give up on this. We hold on for dear life, and it saved a lot of us. So letting go is this shift all of a sudden to permission to give up. If we are recovering codependence, also known as recovering people pleasers, the newest term for codependency is a self-love-lacking addiction. But if we are in recovery from these things, letting go feels like giving up on a whole person. If we've broken up with a company and a job or a person and a family... It feels mean or wrong to begin to have new physical boundaries after a breakup and new emotional boundaries after a change. We must be honest with ourselves about our codependency. The old sort of basic antiquated definitions are that an addict is addicted to a substance or behavior, but the codependent people pleaser person is addicted to the addict, to the person. So, if that's the working sort of original definition of codependency, and we've just expanded that, what we're talking about is almost like a person addiction. So, leaving a relationship for a codependent person is similar to a heroin addict leaving heroin, or an alcoholic leaving a relationship with alcohol, or a gambling addict letting go of gambling. The difference is in romanticizing things. We warn addicts in recovery about the dangers of romanticizing old drinking stories without playing the tape all the way to the end. And that tells you how old that phrase is because we don't even have tapes anymore. We used to be able to record and fast forward VHS tapes before we had DVDs. Those of you who are old enough will remember that. Those of you who are younger will have no idea what I'm talking about. But the idea is that We don't want to just romanticize things as human beings. We want to play the tape all the way through. We want to play the entire video. Because if a heroin addict goes and grabs some heroin, he can romanticize that. Oh, it'll feel so good, won't it? But if he plays the old tape a little bit further through, he can see himself in a gutter overdosed. And that can help him not use again. People pleasers tend to super romanticize the potential for reciprocity in relationship, despite all evidence to the contrary. And winds up being a real problem in terms of self-manipulation. The more we don't let go of a relationship, the more we don't have to deal with ourselves. And that is the root, isn't it, of people pleasing? Being so wrapped up in someone else to the detriment of self. And why we call people-pleasing codependency and that newer term self-love deficiency or self-love lack. So letting go is also about self-care, real self-care, not just surface-level bubble bath kind of self-care, y'all. Deep, self-respecting work happens as a recovering people-pleaser learns to slowly but surely focus on self And focus on self positively, proactively, honestly, and thoroughly. We must get to a place of admitting that what we want, often a dysfunctional person unwilling to do the work, and what we need are different. Here's a useful question. When wanting to make something healthier, and despite all efforts to do so, it hasn't happened yet, what exactly am I holding on to here? Is what I'm holding on to real and available now, like actually now? Or am I playing mental masturbation with how it used to be once upon a time or how it might could possibly maybe one day be? What happens if I deal with what really is and shift my energy to my own growth, my own development, my own career, my own hobbies? And that's something to sit with and journal about, maybe process with your therapist or coach. Gus finally scooted himself forward on his chair in my office that day, almost 15 years ago. And he reached out his hand. Grab my hand, he said. Why? Just go for it. Don't overthink it. Grab my hand. So I did. And we sat there for a minute me looking confused, perplexed. Because when you are recovering from childhood trauma as a highly sensitive person, you're unable to be present. I was unable to be present. So when I look back at that memory, the side lesson I can offer is that many of us don't know how to be present. So in that moment, I wasn't present. My brain was wildly flopping and flapping around trying to pre-figure out what exercise and lesson he was trying to give me. That's hypervigilance, it's anxiety, it's trying to gain control, not knowing where the situation was going to go, even though I trusted Gus, made me nervous. And so I didn't know how to just experience that moment. And I just want to take this moment to say that this is something, the presence that happens on the healing path as we shift through deep work to thriving instead of surviving. And as I was surviving my moment with Gus, his right hand and my right hand stuck in space and time, holding on to each other, just looking at each other. Now, let go, he said. How? What do you mean, like, let go? Like, just let go? Yes, Nikki, just let go, he said. Like, it's just easy, like, just let go, like, like, just let go. Like, that's what you want me to do. I just, I just let go of your hand. And it's just as easy as that. Yes, Nikki, just let go. Just do it. And there we sat holding hands, me looking at these hands held together, not letting go. And Gus said, yes, do it. Just let go. It's a decision. And with unnecessary huffs and frustrations and semi-eye rolls, I let go of Gus's hand. And I looked at him like he was a little green alien that fell out of the sky with this letting go message. See, he said, you can let go. You just let go. It's a decision and you make it. But what happens when I pick it back up again? I think I already picked it back up again. And good old Gus looked at me with his sweet, sweet eyes and his jolly, jolly face. And he said, grab my hand again. And I did. Now let go, he said. And I did. See, you can let go again as much as you need till you don't pick it up again. That's really all I have to do but that sounds too easy. I just let go over and over again till I stop picking it up just like that. Hello, listeners. This is Ann Bogle, author, blogger, and creator of the podcast, What Should I Read Next? Since 2016, I've been helping readers bring more joy and delight into their reading lives. Every week, I check all things books and reading with a guest and guide them in discovering their next read. They share three books they love, one book they don't, and what they've been reading lately. And I recommend three titles they may enjoy reading next. Guests have said our conversations are like therapy, troubleshooting issues that have plagued their reading lives for years, and possibly the rest of their lives as well. And of course, recommending books that meet the moment, whether they are looking for deep introspection to spur or encourage a life change, or a frothy page-turner to help them escape the stresses of work, school, everything. You'll learn something about yourself as a reader, and you'll definitely walk away confident to choose your next read with a whole list of new books and authors to try. So join us each Tuesday for What Should I Read Next? Subscribe now wherever you're listening to this podcast and visit our website, whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com to find out more. I wish I still had Gus in my life to talk to. He knew all of my history and he really believed in me. I know now that he had been trying to get me to see that I had the power to give myself ease in life. That life doesn't necessarily dole out easiness, but that part of our personal power sits with how we respond to life and struggle and that I could learn how to give myself more ease. I know he'd be happy for me, that I have internalized his early messages of ease and that I've brought much more ease into my life. And if you are listening and you need more ease too, my challenge to you if you choose to accept it is to use this life to help you practice letting go with ease. Because many of you are going to turn around and listen to this episode and try to let go of something with the absolute hardest person that is in your life that is the hardest person for you to let go of things with. And do you see how that's a harder thing? The next time you're buying a tea or a coffee in a coffee shop, consider letting go of the money with ease. Everything that I spend, I practice the mantra, everything that I spend comes back tenfold. And that is about my relationship with money and finance and sense of lack. And that is a decision, kind of like the letting go, that I let go of my money with ease and I trust the flow of money into my life and out as constant. We can use this life and the things that life presents to practice this. And when I pick up something that is no longer useful for me emotionally in my head, when I've done the work to figure out that it is no longer useful for me to keep picking this up and turning it over and looking at it, then I notice with ease and I put it down and I let go with practiced ease. Are you blocking easy vibes by misbelieving that letting go isn't loving? I'm going to say that again. Are you blocking easy vibes in your life by misbelieving that letting go isn't loving? How would either Gus or I have moved forward with living in life if I had never let go of his hand? We'd still be in that damn office. Letting go lets all of us meet the potential for growth from the discomfort of change. And when we let go, we make room for new things. And if you've left something recently, I want to challenge that you didn't do that easily. No HSP does. You did that after a whole hell of a lot of effort. And if you got to the place of deciding, I have to go, this isn't healthy for me, I need space from this, I need to let go, I need to invest in my life, then you have some hard earned wisdom. And I want to challenge you to live from that wisdom instead of living from a place of holding on. Most human beings, I'm saying most, that might be unfair, but part of the human condition is that We tend to grow when we're uncomfortable. We tend to grow from the discomfort. That discomfort motivates change. So letting go is sometimes the exact most loving thing we can do for ourselves and each other. Final little thing I want to say from the wisdom of Gus. Gus was also the man in my life who first told me and showed me how to hold little baby Nikki and rock her and love her and soothe her. And the idea for me that I would soothe myself was so foreign. I didn't know that soothing was okay. Gus opened the door for me to reparent myself. I can still see that massive Santa Claus-shaped man showing me how he had to hold and rock his inner child, too. He leaned forward in the chair, and he held his arms like he was rocking a precious little baby. And he didn't half-ass it. He didn't just put that on for me. The highly sensitive empath in me that I didn't know I was in that moment could feel how honest he was when he showed me holding his inner child He was holding his inner child and he meant it. And that gave me a permission to do the same for myself. I want to use this moment to thank all the spiritual fathers and brothers and the divine masculine energies that have somehow found me throughout my life and have held me appropriately, who have helped grow me and heal me. And show me something very, very different than the toxic masculinity that I was born into. I am so grateful to have the blessing of knowing divine masculine energy in my life. And my final tip on this topic is that I very much let my inner child know. That whenever she needs to be reminded. That grown up me, adult me. Will never, ever, 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 ever let go of her, no matter what. This can be the missing piece for those of us who struggle with the concepts of letting go and moving on and resisting the temptations of the mind to hold on to what no longer serves us. I can let go of what doesn't serve me today with ease, moment to moment, and over the course of a lifetime. And I never, ever let go of me. Light and love, everybody. If you're interested in working on these things with me, I invite you to join the Boundaries course. I teach it once a year. It's coming this October. Early bird coupon code saves you 100 bucks if you pay in full early bird 2020, or you can pick a 3, 6, or 12-month payment plan. The cheapest payment plan makes the course $37.50 a month. Because I know some of you won't even go look because you've gone to go look at the pricing from other coaches and nearly choked. It's very important to me that I find ways to make this work available to people at reasonable prices so that they can engage the healing work that they need to live a freer lighter joyful boundary life of ease and letting go when it serves us if you're on patreon don't use that code find the code at patreon that saves you an extra 50 bucks than the early bird code I want to thank some of these amazing Patreon supporters of the show. Y'all help keep the show commercial free. Thank you so much. That is how we keep this show running. I want to thank Grace K, Melinda V, Jordan E, Julie U, Daisy, Lisa A, and Fina. We have a big goal To hit 250 patrons, if you are not feeling hurt financially by this crazy 2020 year that we're having with coronavirus, and you have disposable income and you have an interest in supporting our show and keeping this information commercial free, you can find us at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. You will get immediate access to all of our live streams. Every question anyone has ever asked, you'll get to see me on video answering those questions. You can access behind-the-scenes content, and at the $5 level, you can access the 20-plus extra shows that aren't on the iTunes feed. You get a monthly exclusive show for 5 bucks a month, and you help us grow. Thank you all for being my marketing team and for supporting this work being put into the world. I'm an emotional badass, you're an emotional badass, and together we are where Moxie meets mindful. Light and love, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.